What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Holy shit, we got someone in the studio today who hasn't been on the show in a long time. Yep. It's been a while, but it's Patrick. He's hey. back. Woohoo! He's filling in for Brittany. Um, we don't know how long. No. He said he might do another episode next week, so you might have him for a little while. So get your socks out, whatever you got to do. Yeah, you might have to listen to this voice a little bit longer. <laughs> so thanks for coming, by the way, man. Oh, for I really sure, appreciate bro. it, dude. We got to go see a really cool fucking movie this week, guys. For episode 143, we're going to be talking about the new Bill Murray and Jim Jarmusch film called The Dead Don't Die. So... It's a new zombie comedy. A zombie? Zombie, yeah. Is that what they call it these days? I mean... Is I, that what the kids are saying? It seems to be a little weird to call just a Jim Jarmusch movie a, just a comedy. Right. Zombie seems weird. Yeah. It's more of like a... Uh, I'll explain it later, but we just watched it last night, and then we took a little bit of a break to kind of digest what happened in the movie, because there are some things in it that make you think a little bit. Nothing you know, too bad. We're but... just going to digest it, see what comes out the yeah, other end. You know what right. I'm saying? So how have you been? What's going on with you? Why don't you share the news? Uh, it's been a little hectic. You know, I had the parents move in with me, and uh, my wife is pregnant now. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Little John should be uh, joining the yes. party here in October. Joining the party. <laughs> Ain't going to be no partying after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> your parties are going to be fucking up all night, fucking <laughs> taking care of the goddamn baby, which is fine. I get it. I mean, it's part of life, but. <laughs> yeah. My wife's like, you're not going to be watching horror movies with them. I was like, uh, when I'm up at like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be watching horror movies. He's going to sneak down. You're going to tell him to look away. He's going to watch anyway. And then he's going to have night terrors and you're going to take care of that. And he's going to become just like us, Patrick. Right. <laughs> it's all part of the greening, growing part the circle. Yeah. So his name is John. Yeah, All we right. haven't figured out the middle name yet, but definitely John. See, when I was talking to you about the name, Kelly didn't seem too excited about the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's come around, I think. She was Because we were all talking about like what the middle name was be, and I told him to call him John Solo. <laughs> and then like we started like talking about like what what it was going to be and she he was like yeah but it's got to be something like really unique and she was like you picked the most generic fucking name for your child patrick <laughs> <laughs> what would you think about it these days everybody's trying to be unique right <laughs> i guess so it's yeah. like what about just using the classic you know what i mean it's a strong name what, you know. what if you change the words around or something like j-o-n-n -N? 
Oh, I don't want to be one of those people. One of those? Okay. Yeah. So you just want the tried and true American... America. American name. Well, actually, John is a name everywhere, really. Right, right, right. (laughs) I wanted to call him John Luke. Picard? Yeah, that's Jean. Jean Luke. I knew that there would be some sort of like Star Wars or Star Trek reference. Actually, I didn't think of that because like I actually did want to call him Luke. Yeah. But there's already a Luke in her family. Oh. So she didn't want to go that route. So I was like, what about John Luke? Oh. She's like, isn't that like Star Wars? What about or- the strong, really strong name, uh, Alex? That's Alex. a really good oh, name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. It's <laughs> real powerful. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Listen, Patrick, you're going to name your fucking child after me if I have to fucking tell <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Alex just almost brought the fucking house down. Uh, yeah, I almost broke the table in half just now. Uh, but I, I got to get into the role. <laughs> right. Right. I love the passion, man. I love it. I'm going to miss this. Uh, so, uh, but I, I'm really happy for you guys. That's super cool. It's been nice hanging out with Patrick a little bit more. I think, uh, didn't we hang out recently, like for a little, little, little quick spell or something like that? Yeah, I came over recently. What was it? I can't even remember. It's been so long ago, though. It's probably like a month ago I came over here. Yeah, see, ever since he left, he just forgot about me. He's one of those ex-girlfriends sort of thing where it's like, it's not you, it's me. And then it's like he never showed back up again. It's like, well, why didn't you fix yourself, Patrick? But now you're here, so I guess you fixed yourself. (laughs) Fucking bitch. We keep it classy around these parts here in the podcasting uh, area. <laughs> We're trying to make BTV great again. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Jesus. Look, everybody, we're going to have little red hats that you can all wear. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to have beat, make BTV great again. Right. It's going to be terrific. It's going to be phenomenal. You're going to love it. Literally, we just killed off like all of our, our right leaning individual uh, listeners. <laughs> just <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes. We, there's enough politics to go around everywhere you right. go. We don't need any just more of it. Just dip your little toe in it, the internet. Yeah. And- don't don't you spill that toxic fucking political bullshit into our fucking podcast! <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. It's good. Anyway, so I think it might be that time. Oh shit! Horse shots. All right, guys, so today we're going to be doing a shot themed around Jim Jarmusch's film, The Dead Don't Die. Now, there is going to be tiny, minor spoilers in some of this, but we always try to do a good job of not spoiling it, really. So it's tasteful, like tasteful. Yeah, like they're not going to be like, you're not going to like, we're not ruining the story. We're not doing any of that. So, but, you know, we always try to theme our shots around. Like classy side boob, right? (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I guess I, I don't really. It's not full nudity, yeah. but it's enough to wet your whistle. Yeah, just like the top of the shaft. You right. know what I mean? Like it's a little hair, top of the shaft. You're good to go. Speaking of dick jokes, uh, this has nothing to do with that. Uh, this actual <laughs> shot is called "Kill the Head," and uh, in the movie they they say the phrase "Kill the Dead." It seems to be pretty popular in the movie. Um, but to kill the dead, yeah, kill the head. Now. Um, and I'm going to explain what the ingredients are and why we put them in, but it won't ruin anything. So don't worry. Like I said, uh, the ingredients you're basically going to make is a B53 shot. So, but we added a little bit more flair to it. Uh, so it's going to taste pretty decent. Um, so 
in the movie, they have obviously a lot of coffee. So we decided that we would do a coffee-themed shot, and that's what a B-53 is. It's basically one-third of a shot of Kahlua coffee liqueur, one-third of a shot Bailey's Irish cream, and one of our favorites, Patrick, is a third of a shot of Sambuk. Yeah, baby. Sambuka, baby. We should have gotten some of that. Dude. <sighs> I almost feel like going down to the store and buying some Sambuk so we could do it right now. Do you have money? I mean, yeah, I have like 15 bucks. I'll throw that down. Uh, let me let me check my pocket. What do I got? Because <laughs> I think a bottle is like 20 or something. I think shit. I do have 15 bucks. Kelly will have some, too. We'll have her come in here and do a shot with us. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Only one. She can. Only, wait, it's like one glass of alcohol, right? No, 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 no. We're not, not doing <laughs> shots with a pregnant woman. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> do you want to go down there? Uh. You know what? I can drive. Okay. Well, let's pause. We'll be right back. Okay, we'll be right back. Hold on, guys. And you won't even notice the difference. Poof. Man. And just like that, through the power of magic of editing and, and podcasting and, and, and all the good things in the world of horror, <laughs> we have Sam Buka here right now. So yeah. You know, interesting, when we were at the store, I forgot my fucking ID right when we were checking out. <laughs> Dude. Yes. So I had to make my pregnant wife pay for it while I waited outside. So she walked up literally with Sambuca in her hand and a bag of goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Uh, You're like, got a kid coming. He's thirsty. (laughs) He's thirsty. You know what I'm saying? (gasps) That'll be 1995. (laughs) Like I'm going to, and then they'll post it on Facebook, you know, let everybody know. (laughs) Right. I saw an atrocity at the store today. Let me tell you how good of a person I am. <laughs> Sorry. Can you tell I love the internet? <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's let's get the uh, ingredients and then we'll cheers to the shot afterwards. We just got Sambuca. We didn't get the ingredients for the shot because we're broke pieces of shit. If you guys want to suggest a shot and give us the money to make them, I'll fucking drink them. I'll drink whatever <laughs> it is. You can piss in a cup. Maybe I'll piss in my own. Uh, but anyway, so what is in the kill the head from the dead don't die shot? Well, again, it's coffee infused. It's a B-53. We got a third shot of Kahlua coffee liqueur. We got a third of a shot of Bailey's Irish cream. A third of a shot of the Sambuk that we got on the table here. You're going to splash it with a raspberry pucker. Just a little dabble do ya. Like a little kiss. Little dabble do. <laughs> dabble do. Dabble do. <laughs> Uh, and then you're going to rim the glass before you even take the shot, by the way. You're going to rim the glass with broken Oreo cookies to mimic the dust in the movie that you'll find out if you've seen the movie. For those of you who have, you know how genius we are. <laughs> um, but yes, you're going to want to definitely crush up that. And it's going to taste like a chocolate cookie with raspberry-ish, sort of. Right. And you would think that the pucker would curdle, and you're probably right. Uh, but it tastes really good, so you're going to want to drink it really fast. It is a, a horror shot after all. Don't be a bunch of fucking pussies, okay? And then, what do we say? You want to chase that. Oh, yeah. When you when you take the shot, you're going to chase it with a nice, fine bottle of Chardonnay. 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 <laughs> and uh, for those of you who know, I love you. Wink, wink. Anyway, so cheers. Cheers, my friend. Welcome back. Oh, oh, did you spill a little? No. A little? <laughs> All, All right. right. Salute, my friend. Welcome back, brother. Ah, yeah. 
No, that's smooth. Yeah, it smells bad. This is not bad. We're just gonna pour another shot here. I just want you guys to know that this shit's gonna amp us up and not make sense when we talk, because that's always what happened when we drank this shit before. So we're gonna take another shot real quick. Yeah, absent thing got no sh- nothing on this motherfucking shit. <laughs> See, I'm already fucking up, dude. That was one I know, shot. That's dude. what I'm saying, dude. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. <sighs> oh, oh, that would that would. Ooh, hit. that one tickled. Ha. <laughs> yeah. So, if you guys would love to try a kill the head shot from the don't they uh, the dead don't die, <laughs> gah, gah, gah. all you have to do is go to longlivedvoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section right now. Well, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're just going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes with a spoiler-free review first of Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. Then we'll give you full warning before we jump into the spoilers so you don't ruin anything. We'll get into some trivia thoughts, things like that. So let's go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of the dead don't die. Right. All right, we're going to do our spoiler-free again, just to remind you, don't worry, we won't ruin anything for you. I'll go over the details, and then I'll get your thoughts afterwards. Yeah. So we'll do the, you'll do the honors to tell everybody what you think. Uh, so The Dead Don't Die just came out, obviously. It, uh, it actually came out this week. The story, the peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. It's a real nice place, this Centerville. And the tagline for this movie, by the way, I wanted to bring up is, The greatest zombie cast ever disassembled. <laughs> So that was pretty fun. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense once you see it. (laughs) Right. And uh, this movie is, of course, directed and written by Jim Jarmusch. uh, John Moosh. It's actually like a... um, We're not sure if it's German or Russian. We're not sure. We could have looked it up, but we we were making sure how we say... Some people say Jarmusch. Some are Jarmusch. Jarmusch. That's like technically how you're supposed to say it, but, you know, it's Americanized, I guess. Bastardized, whatever. Whatever. I mean, maybe he prefers it that way. I don't know. But I say Jim Jarmusch, and that is what it'll be for this podcast. If you have any issue with it, let us know, and we'll uh, gladly remove the episode for you. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So Jim Jarmusch, he actually directed Broken Flowers, which was also with uh, Bill Murray. It was like a love film, sort of like a finding yourself, like a guy's going through a midlife crisis while a girl's going through a success crisis, sort of, with a photographer boyfriend or whatever. They also he has another movie he did called Only Lovers Left Alive. It's a vampire film. So this isn't his first horror film. He also did Patterson, Stranger, Then Paradise, and Coffee and Cigarette Shorts, which were pretty popular uh, back in the day, which I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, he has like a bunch of people sitting down to just talk. Like Drizza, the old, you know, from fucking Wu Tang, right? Is fucking in that with Bill Murray, and so they've been in this movie. Like, in fact, this whole movie is pretty much like Coffee and Cigarettes, but you know, 
with zombies. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so the cast of this movie is he's done a lot of other uh, music videos as well. Jim Jarmusch. He actually did the Talking Heads stuff. A lot of Talking Heads. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. Uh, not once in a lifetime. Not that song, you know. Yeah. Let the water. At least I don't remember. I don't think so. But the cast includes and I'm just going to kind of run through some of these that we don't need to go over. Um, but Bill Murray, he plays Cliff, the chi- the sheriff, essentially. Steve Buscemi he plays Farmer Miller. Danny Glover plays Hank, the, uh, what is it, the... Uh, he, he runs the hardware store. Hardware store, thank yeah. you. Uh, also has Riza, who plays Dean, the UPS guy. Iggy Pop as the coffee zombie. Selena Gomez. Even Carol Kane from Scrooge with Bill Murray. So they've been to the movies together, obviously. Uh, she was like, uh, I got you a toaster! <laughs> I fucking love that scene, <laughs> Bitch hit me with a fucking toaster. <laughs> uh, also has Adam Driver, who plays Officer Ronnie. He is also known as Kylo Ren from the new Star Wars uh, series. And how uh, funny was he, dude? He's pretty good, man. Like, I've actually, he was in Black Klansman as well, which I thought he was really good in as well. Like, really good. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who are hating on him, I think you need to take a second look. Uh, I think he's actually pretty good. Um, also, it has Tom Waits, who is no stranger to Jim Jarmusch. Right. Uh, he's a huge fan of Tom Waits, and they became friends. He plays Hermit Bob, who is a singer and actor. He's been in many films. Uh, Chloe Sevigny, who plays Officer Mindy. She was in the movie Anti-Birth. Um, she's which we covered, by the way. Right. We also she was also in hashtag horror, the Mindy Project TV show, Portlandia, American Horror Story, the new Netflix series called Russian Doll. Uh, she's been in a ton of stuff. You probably just don't even realize. Um, uh, but yeah, she was she was in this movie. It also has Larry Fessenden, who is Danny, the hotel owner. He's in a lot of fucking horror movies, genre films in particular. He's been a lot and and he's actually really good in them too he's in uh habit wendigo stake land the house of the devil southbound the anthology one pod the ranger the battery jug face your next mulberry street just to name a few i could keep going literally with genre films uh, but he's also in we are still here which i really like that movie too uh you name it so also has Caleb Landry Jones, who plays Bobby Wiggins, a.k.a. Frodo, and he is in the new Get Out movie. He was the brother of the the, the White family. Uh, he was in X-Men First Class, Twin Peaks, uh, the newer seasons, a uh, newer season, I should, I should say, Antiviral, which was uh, David Cronenberg's son's movie, uh, so where I first heard of him, actually. Right. Um, where they, like, take people's, like... I think it was like their blood or their like famous people's blood or their disfigured parts or like their like, you know, when they get operations to make themselves look pretty, like there's people that want to make themselves look ugly like them or something like that. I don't even know (laughs) or inject themselves with stuff. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen that. But yeah, he's in this. There's a huge cast in this uh, fucking film, which I have some thoughts on. Patrick, why don't you go ahead and kick this motherfucker off? What do you think? I definitely love the movie. I mean, yeah. It had a nice even pace to it, which was good. It didn't feel like there were slow parts. It, well, that could be debatable for some. For some, maybe, but I'm just going off my own personal experience. I mean, go watch it and tell me, tell us what you think. But um, it definitely, it seemed like a movie that I need to watch again. There was very, there was definitely a lot of a symbolism in it. Okay. It just seemed like there's lots of little Easter eggs to be found. Okay. And um, I don't, I, I really like the cinematography. I thought it was pretty good. 
Yeah, I definitely like the uh, the gore aspect of it. I don't want to give anything away. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was fun ride. What about you? What'd you think? Oh man, I got a lot to say about this yeah, let's, because let's hear it. like I've been like if you guys go online, you're probably gonna see a pretty divided audience on the matter. Like, and typically you're gonna find that anyway with some of Jim and Jarmusch films. A lot of people in the critics sphere. Uh, think that he's impervious to any kind of uh, critique. Uh, and a lot of people attack him sometimes because they think that he's not a good filmmaker or whatever. He's just trying to do stuff, guys. Like, I, I don't really know what to think. But my first thoughts before I went into this film was, holy shit, there's a lot of really good people in this. This could be not good. Right. Like, immediately. That was my first thought. I didn't want to get excited because every time I want to see a movie that... Uh, has Bill Murray in it. I'm like, uh, well, it's, have your reserves about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to. We're not going to get the same old Bill Murray that uh, our childhood maybe fucking adores. Uh, but we're going to get a part of Bill Murray that's still Bill Murray. Uh, and he's, you know, obviously highly respected by many people. There's oh, even yeah. some fucking literal fucking urban legends about the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, nobody has that. <laughs> right. You could call them memes or I would prefer to call them like American legends or whatever, because everybody always has that story. There's even a documentary about, you know, meeting Bill Murray in the middle of nowhere, all these different stories. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, which I like that that film, but I think I felt the closer connection with Bill Murray because I didn't know he was a big Cubs fan, and when I found that out, I was like, "Yeah, buddy." <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. well, he's from Chicago. Yeah, boy. Um, I kept thinking, you know, in my head, what would happen if Jim Jarmusch, while I'm watching this movie, by the way, right? What if Jim Jarmusch, Bill Murray, and the cast took a bus tour through Night of the Living Dead movie? And we're kind of like smoking cigarettes and making fun of the world as we are dying. <laughs> and that is essentially what I got from the movie. It's right. Like, without spoiling anything. They did a good job of that. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, it, there's a lot of dry humor here, guys, uh, with more than enough confidence to leave a little awkward space in between words for a lot of people. Um, some people might find that annoying, stupid humor, brainless Um you know, oftentimes in a lot of movies, I feel like these days we get these like sort of neat little packages that talk too fast and don't really soak in the story or atmosphere around you. Which, speaking of which, I actually really liked a lot of the moments and the music in this uh, for speaking of horror. Right. Like it was really good. I was really fucking impressed with the music as well. Like the shots were really cool with it. The and music. Some, right. And sometimes some of that music actually played to the humor. Right. Of what and, was going on. And, and the music very much reminded me of the remake of fucking Night of the Living Dead from the 1990 yeah, version. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. A lot of those high pitchy kind right. of like uncomfortable sounds. Very cool stuff, but it is a little confusing for the average viewer, I would think. Not because they're too stupid to get it. Right. But because it's a dichotomy. You got a comedy on one side, heavy, heavy handed comedy, while also having some of the best score music for a horror movie on the other side. So I it totally is, agree with that. it's a little, a little jarring for some people. I think you're going to find, but I think it's super cool stuff. Very well done there. Um, but I noticed it because I love fucking music and horror movies, but, um, yeah, it's a great score in a comedy film. You know what I mean? Which is pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. A lot of people hate Jim Jarmusch or love Jim Jarmusch. You're always going to find that division. Uh, I don't think he gives a fuck about it either way. And so critics who hate him, 
he probably just laughs it up. He doesn't give a shit because I don't think he really makes these films uh, for anybody but himself yeah. and anybody that gets it. Maybe not and not in the fashion that you think you're too stupid because I've been seeing that in every one of these fucking reviews. Oh, uh, everybody always keeps saying I'm too stupid to get it. Look, it's not a it's not a bright film. It's not that deep. It just has some personal inside sort of jokes and, uh, you know, fan service jokes and uh nods in it yeah. you know what i mean but he's always kind of been that guy that's sort of focused on sort of like the banality of life and like you know while showing people in their element you know what i mean like trying to get that raw sort of vibey thing from people in a way some people seem seem to call that like canned like fake sort of thing but i think he really just like takes interest in like conversation there's no doubt that the characters in this movie are the prime directive in dropping this film really the zombie is just kind of like uh the scenery right it is in there and there is jokes in there and there is like social commentary on that as well. Um, nothing like ultra deep here, but I think it really kind of, I think it's kind of funny that how he shows this world and our nature, which really kind of plays into the whole end of the world style with the humor and everything like that and how nothing shocking sort of feeling. Uh, I'm sure that some of the humor will not be everyone's cup of tea, but for those who could appreciate an indie film with a little bit of heart, I think you can appreciate this. Uh, although some people have felt it's what they call brain dead. Pun intended. Yes, I know. Right. I, I personally just think of it as like par for the Jim Jarmusch course. You know, if, if you've seen his shorts called Coffee and Cigarettes, it's pretty much that with zombies and some new talent. It feels actually to me like while I was watching it, I felt like it, it, it felt like Fargo to me. Yeah, I could see that, dude. Even the show or the movie, right. either or. Like, it's got that space in between it, you know what I mean? To me, it seems like if people don't appreciate this movie right now, mm -hmm. they will. Yeah, it's not one that's going to grab everybody by the balls and be like, you love this film! Like, right. But I think it's just quirky enough for me to really enjoy it. Um, you know, I... I I think, you know, I personally laughed from it pretty heartily, and I heard, oh, yeah. you, I heard you laughing, too. Oh, dude, there was a couple parts that just tore me up. It's dude. not even, like, the, like, smartest humor, either. It's just such a situationally weird humor that's almost kind of, like, akin to, to like, me, fucking Seinfeld. Right. To me, I think where the humor came in a lot was the delivery. The okay. way it was delivered and the way they set things up really drove everything home. Okay, that's fair. Did you like the gore? Because I thought some of the gore and what they did with the zombies was pretty unique. Oh, yeah, definitely unique. And it, Made it, it a different zombie film than exactly. you would normally see, which I liked. Mm -hmm. um, that may or may not make sense, but it, 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 it doesn't really need to. And how they did it, I think. You you just kind of want to see what the hell is happening and then, you know, follow along with the weird situational And that could be part stuff. of his film style and the way he shot this was just to give people the finger who's like always asking for more. You know, Maybe, you I don't know. didn't explain this or you didn't explain that. It's like, well, you know what? You didn't need to. This was just supposed to be a fun ride. Right. And, and the cast in this fucking movie, my God, there wasn't a single person that I hated. Right. Or that I didn't want to see. Like, there was, like, really tiny minor stuff of, like, background characters that kind of, like, I focused on for some odd reason, but they didn't really draw away from it. Like, at first, you're kind of like, okay, like, how am I supposed to feel during this movie? Like, it takes a little while to get into it. So, for a lot of people, that, that journey to that point of figuring it out, like, in the sense of, like, how am I supposed to react to this movie, like any movie you would, might not be worth the wait for some of those people. But for me, it was. 
And all of it kind of worked for me. I am actually super impressed all around with every one of the actors in the movie. I didn't have any qualms with anybody, and it all kind of felt like it worked together. Yeah. So um, it is one of the better Murray films we've seen in a long while. It's not the best Bill no. Murray film, obviously, but I will say that I felt more at home with Murray here than I have in a long time. And I totally agree with you there. And that was important to me, and that was a win in my opinion, for the right. for the movie, um, I also think that's a it's a huge notch in Adam Driver's growing resume of films that he's doing. D- to me, dude, he was the funniest out of every uh, the, everybody in that movie. He was the funniest. They worked pretty well together. Oh uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I I could see some people having a debate over that, but. I personally think they did a good job. Uh, I enjoyed all the cameos and nods that even maybe I might have missed that are probably so deep that we wouldn't be able to catch it because you have to be like Jim Jarmusch to get. Right. Which some reviewers have said. Um, but I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> like, right. so what? It's an Easter egg. <laughs> so what that we didn't fucking hand feed you fucking dialogue to your fucking brain? Like, calm down. Uh, I, I, I Personally, I enjoyed... Tilda Swinton's uh, character, she did the weird and sort of perfect character for that role, and uh, I'm sure she was all about it because she she likes taking on really unique roles, and I've always appreciated her. I loved her in fucking Constantine, and uh, she was great in fucking Doctor um, Strange. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked her, but this 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 movie, by the way, and I know I'm kind of long winded on this, but it's really kind of hard for me to kind of express it and cover all the bases for everybody, because I know that this is not going to be a film like we always say for everybody, because it really isn't. And, it, no. and you can see by the scores online that it's at like 50, like mid 50s range for both viewers and uh, critics. I will say, though, if you give this film one star, then you're probably a dick. Yeah, well, most 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 think that they're they're designing the movies and they're crafting the filmmakers to make better movies so i don't feel like that i'm just here for the ride uh this movie does have social commentary but it isn't like anything new per se yeah you know it's not pushy uh but they do it in a sort of fun way i think Sure, it's a commentary that many have seen and heard before, but nothing's really changed in the world, except the the banging on the drum that we're hearing is obviously getting a little harder to avoid. Yeah. And so it's coming out into the mainstream, um, even though Jim Jarmusch is not mainstream to say, but I just mean that it's it's obviously getting a little bit harder for us to avoid some of the things that we're talking about. And yes, we are deaf to a lot of it because, you know, we're tired of hearing it because either nothing is getting done by it or nobody wants to hear it and fucking breaks it apart. So there's going to be people that have issue with that for sure. And that's fine. I didn't. This movie has something to say about, you know, how we make our life choices and the odd crappy world that we sort of bump into around each other and I'll cohabitate in. And to me, that's kind of funny, you know? Oh, for sure. Set against the scene of a zombie backdrop of the end of the world. You know what I mean? Um, In the same way that, you know, sort of lighting up a cigarette as an asteroid is like charging to the earth and you're smoking a cigarette or cigar and you clink your fucking two fingers of fucking whiskey with your buddy and say, well... We fucking tried, man. <laughs> that's the way the atmosphere and the tone that I get from this movie. Right. Uh, and I think that's kind of appealing to me. And I like the quirky independent films with a little bit of heart. And, and I mean, it's got Bill Murray and it's not a bad Bill Murray film. So that's a win 
for most people, I would say, out there. Uh, if you're more particular and you need more commentary to stand up for all these specific things that maybe turn your dick into a fucking erection, it might not be for you. Yeah, definitely It not. might not get you wet. <laughs> it got me fucking laughing. It got me- Patrick laughing. Yeah. Um, what would I score this film? Oh, ooh. we doing scores again? I'd probably give this one. This is tough for me because... Like the difference between like an eight or a nine or a 10 is whether how frequent I would basically see it. Like, right. I don't think it's a perfect film. No, not but, by any means. But I definitely will add it to my collection. So I'd probably give this like a seven or an eight. Yeah, I would I would go with that. I may go with like yeah, probably seven. You think? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's hard to tell. Like, and it's weird. Usually I go by like a half a point to figure out what I want. That's what I was going to say. With like maybe... Seven and a half. Seven and a half, eight, maybe. I want to lean more because I want to give it some credit for doing some things well, different. Well, that it has one of your idols in. I mean, I know you love Bill Murray. Oh, 100%, dude. I, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Uh, I have, I grew up with him. Right. Like, a lot of my humor and who I am today was not necessarily the same as him, but right. it kind of... It was shaped by him. It was shaped by a lot of him and his uh, humor and jokes and style. Like, I just loved his personality of just going out there and just doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I loved that about Bill Murray, and I think he still has that. Uh, it may be a little canned to some in this movie, but I don't I don't think so. I've seen other films. Like, I saw St. Vincent. Uh, I think it was called St. Vincent. It had the chick uh, from fucking... Ghostbusters and uh, Bridesmaids. What's her name? The bigger girl. Oh, uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yes, that's the one. She actually did a movie with him that was actually pretty endearing. And I thought it was a good film. I thought it was a good film for him, uh, but wasn't like the Bill Murray I wanted to see. This is like a seven or an eight out of a Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Right. For me, like what well, I want. For wanted. sure. It definitely had that. He- he was it seemed like uh, almost like old bill murray for a second well it's like i mean come on dude bill murray and fucking zombies yeah we seen fucking the other movie that had him as a cameo right. zombie land but that's not the same dude it's not no. the same that was like no. a, a cameo this is like a whole fucking movie so it, it ain't no ghostbusters but does it have to be nothing's ever going to be ghostbusters again no nothing's ever going to be scrooge you know no. nothing's ever going to be groundhog day Yep. Roundhog Day or Caddyshack or yeah. We just- well, Caddyshack is like a unique Bill Murray that you really don't see anymore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that was like early SNL fucking Murray. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, guys. If you are able to stand withstand uh, space between words and awkward situations a little bit, I think you'll appreciate it. Plus, I mean, it's not a bad watch. Do you need to rush out and see it at the theater? It's kind of a wash there. I don't know. Like, I am glad that I went to the theater to see it, but I definitely think this is a VOD rent for sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd go to the theater and see it, you know, again. I might have to because my wife was kind of pissed that I went without her. <laughs> well, it'll be on VOD probably soon. So, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it it's got be. a limited run for the most part. Yeah. So, I think you'll be all right. So, but yeah, guys, so uh, that's our thoughts on it. Um, we will be getting into our spoilers and trivia and things that like things that were in the movie that for those of you who have seen the movie that don't mind it being spoiled or whatever. We're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. So we're going to go ahead and sound the alarm. Please do not listen to this if you have not seen the movie. That's right. Please do not listen after this. If you have not seen the movie, you will indefinitely ruin your experience. 
So now we're into the spoiler territory. If you're listening past this and you don't want it spoiled, you done fucked up, okay? It's fair game. <laughs> so is there anything that just grabs you without spoiling the ending right off the bat, like that you were thinking when you went into this movie? Just the way they broke the fourth wall over and over again. Okay. It it, it tickled me. Yeah, you're like, that's kind of getting into the end. I, I you, know, you know what I mean? Like... Right. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is one of my favorite things about the film. It didn't take itself too seriously. Right. There. Yeah. Like kind of reminded me of funny games. You ever seen that? No. Where they kind of look at the camera and like break the fourth. Uh, is it the third wall? I think it's well, if they look at the camera, I'm, I'm thinking it's fourth wall, but it was kind of different what they were doing here. So I don't know if that's considered the fourth wall or not. I don't remember. Anyway, we're kind of Sam booked out. So <laughs> do you feel it, by the way? Oh, or? dude. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like doing another one, but... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cha. We'll do that, and then we'll make no con- no goddamn sense uh, as we're speaking. Yeah. Kind of like this film, you know? <laughs> That's what people think. Like, I legit saw somebody say, like, does anybody actually like Jim Jarmusch films, or are you all just trying to pretend like you're fashionistas? What? Okay, are you trying to sound like a dick? It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, why do you got to be so goddamn cynical? Like, not everything is good or bad. There is an in-between. Yeah. And a good fucking reviewer can fucking discern between good and bad, in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm the best or anything, but I definitely make a goddamn effort to actually break that down and not just try to either shit or love a movie. Right. You can see the merit in some things without just glossing over the whole thing going, oh no is this whole terrible yeah like one thing went wrong the whole movie's bad now right like, that's not fucking reviewing in my opinion and i'm not trying to harp on my own cock and squirt in my mouth or anything about it but i, I just although you do have your cock out you might want to put I, that away i just think it, like some people get a little fucking like conceited and like really egotistical and think that you know you're not doing lord's work here guys you're just fucking watching a goddamn film like shut the fuck up sorry i wrote this one guy and i said yeah that's the great thing about critics some some like ketchup and the others just don't like anything at all right you know and that's pretty much the fucking summation of it all like who gives a shit do you like ketchup patrick i do but not in chicago okay (laughs) i don't even what i'm getting at i just think it's silly like uh i'm not trying i'm not mad that people don't like the film i don't care but for you to go oh does anybody actually really like jim jarmusch films like come Come on. on i don't care how respected you are who you are who gives a shit like, I, I understand it's your opinion, but you act like everyone has your opinion. Right. And that's not true. Like, nobody gives a shit what you think. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, my friend. It's the Sambuca. It's getting me. You know, these shot glasses aren't really that big. It's the glasses that make it look huge, but that shot's not that big. You know, actually, we should probably jump into some of the trivia. All right. Uh, I'll go over and then it'll, you know, we'll spawn into our spoiler-ish thoughts and stuff. Um, now, on IMDb, it says something different, but... The car in the movie that Selena Gomez was driving uh, in the movie, the Chicago hipsters or whatever that they were kept calling Cleveland hipsters. Yeah, Cleveland. Uh, they drive. It's, it's the same car as in The Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. It's a 67 Pontiac Le Mans. Now, on IMDb, for some reason, it says Tempest. They even say it was a Le Mans in the movie. Right. What the fuck is up with that? You even see the label on right. the side of the fucking car that says <laughs> Le Mans. I, I don't know. But anybody can write on IMDb. So that's why I always take some of the stuff that they say on there with a grain of salt. Um, so some of these are from IMDb. Um, so 
take it with a grain of salt, some of it. But supposedly, Centerville is a reference to a fictional town in 200 Motels by Frank Zappa. Uh, it's an album, I guess. I, mm. I'm not a huge Frank Zappa fan. Uh, either am I. You got to be. It's a little bit older than, longer right. in the tooth than I am. Um, but it is a real town in Ohio. Huh. So they actually have an Ohio town called Centerville. I was wondering, for whatever reason in my mind, it was like, wait, did they do something in Centerville? Like, did they shoot in Centerville or something like that? But everything's always been shot in Pittsburgh. And they even say uh, the the uh, Larry Fassender, Fassenden, Fassenden mm-hmm. he even says, oh, they're from Pittsburgh. And he said, well, it says here they're from Chicago or they're, yeah, they're from Illinois. So they must be from Chicago. Right. So that was a reference to Night of the Living Dead. Not a far stretch here, guys. We're not yet. So you did a little research more than I did, which was none. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Patrick. Good job. I'm proud of you. But uh, the numbers thing, remember I was telling you? Oh, yeah. Those numbers seemed familiar to me. Were they the numbers from Lost? I didn't look that up. I forgot about that. But I do remember, and we had this conversation after we got out of the theater, that all of the, there was the kids in the movie that were in a, in a, in a child correction center. Right. It was the Centerville Detention Center, is what they called it. And there is definitely, it says on the back, CDC. Yeah. Which I think was a nod to, you know, center of disease control yeah that's what i was thinking right and that those people wouldn't even know what the fuck they're doing they don't even know what they're doing they're just like kids like trying to like do things too i think it's like a whole societal thing like everyone's stupid kind of thing it's a very drab world that jim jarmusch paints on the way a very simple world also you know what i mean um but yeah i thought i don't know if the numbers are if you guys know anything about the numbers give us a fucking dm let us know i'd be curious to hear what you think so Sturgill Simpson in this movie was a running theme for a song called The Dead Don't Die. Well, that song was actually written for this movie, obviously. Obvious. So it wasn't actually a song based. It wasn't the, the story of the song is prevalent to the, the movie that was written, not the other way around. So the song didn't come out first and they were like, oh, this is this fits coincidentally to the story that we're writing. You know what I mean? Uh, but essentially, um, it was written to kind of like mimic, you know, the world that we're all zombies no matter what, even after we die. Always going to be zombies. We're all zombies. Looking at our phones. But he also is an actor in this film, by the way, that guy. Really? Yeah. He was the guitar zombie who was dragging his guitar around going, guitar. <laughs> guitar. Well, that's awesome. Also, by the way, speaking of those kids in the uh, the detention center, what the fuck happened to them? Dude, they really didn't touch base on that again. Yeah, they were like, hey, I think I found a place to go. We can hide. And that was it. You never saw him again. Which makes me think that I don't think he's done with this yet. Maybe. No. Well, I don't think he would make. He's not a sequel-y kind of guy. I think personally, it was just them saying the how stupid we all the government system is and that they would just run and hide in the end. They wouldn't actually go to help everybody. CDC. Mm. See what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, if you really want to get it into a deep, I could be wrong. What do you guys think? Well, it does. Like I said, it does. It does feel like a film that just has loads of symbolism in it. And I just haven't been able to watch it enough to even digest all that. Right. Um, Also, by the way, Tilda Swinton's character in this movie, uh, Jim gave Jim Jarmusch the idea of doing a little uh, zombie movie while working on Only Lovers Left Alive, which is the vampire film. So this has been a thought in his mind for a long time, thanks to a little earbug by Tilda Swinton. Hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Daniel Craig was actually originally supposed to have a part in the film, supposedly, but because his shooting schedule would have overlapped with Adam Driver's, Jim Jarmusch was forced to cut his part completely out of the film prior it, to shooting. Does it even give us a hint of what his character would have been? No. no. I'm curious about it, but right. you know, if you watch any interviews with Jim Jarmusch, he pretty much spoils the whole movie every time he talks about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like listening to Beyond the Void, right? I guess, yeah. Well, if you're in the spoiler <laughs> section, I guess. But he just jumps right into it. He's like, hey, I'm Jim Jarmusch. By the way, the end is... <laughs> you're like, you dick. <laughs> um... But yeah, back into our some of our spoiler thoughts. I definitely feel like this movie is trying to tell us to take responsibility for our own actions in a way. Yeah. While not being too preachy. Like, I know that some people are going to be like, oh, God, I hear it all the time. You know, there's going to be like people on the left and the right who are bickering over one little thing or another. Um, I really don't think it was supposed to be taking, taken so deeply. I don't think his film was meant to uh, make smart people feel stupid like because they take a lot of offense to it if you look at listen to these critics who like to jerk themselves off in mirrors they really take offense to this movie yeah because they think that uh because others somebody's like oh well, you just didn't get it so they they basically write their entire articles based on one guy who said you know whatever you're too stupid to get it so they get offended by it right. because they're little fucking snowflake angels that is <laughs> Little little baby angels. Uh, sorry, guys. I know if you didn't like the film, I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just saying. Like, some people go a little bit overboard. Right. Um, but I honestly think, you know, it's kind of like I mentioned before. It's a dichotomy of some losing battle, but we need to try anyway. And that's kind of like the meaning of life in a way. Is that no matter what, we're all going to fucking die. Right. We're all going to be doing the same shit. Uh, but we got to try our best because right. that's really the journey, not the end game. Right. And you pretty much some, some of those things that you said were like directly from the movie. Well, I didn't, I mean, some of it. Yeah. I mean, but that is definitely what right. I gathered from the no, film. Definitely well said. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure some people will be upset about it because oftentimes these days, if you have a message, it's either a good thing or an atrocious thing. You need to vent over 15 YouTube complaint videos that you see all over the goddamn internet these days. You know what I mean? 10 things wrong with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why I think SJWs suck for fucking wanting to change things or, or yeah, SJWs. JW's ruined my coffee. You know, like <laughs> whatever. Like I'm not I'm not saying that I love SJWs or Right. So I get it. Like I, I I understand. To me, humor is humor, but also not everything has to be SJWs are taking over the world. Anyways, it to me it's more about kind of living a full life with some other, you know, social commentary that's not so deep cutting. Right. Revolutionary. Not it's, everything has to be so deep. Yeah, no, because everybody's a fucking revolutionary online now. You know, like you either have to, you have to, you have to stand up. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people out there that don't give a fuck about anything and, and are revolutionary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they all are revolutionary, armchair revolutionaries. You know, Facebook revolutionaries. Like, ooh, look at you. Right. Um, but you know, I think we're all just fucking zombies. I think that's the point. Consumerism, like. We fall into these tropes, these sort of kind of like systematic ways we live life. And we're all just like feeding out of a trough, just like every other fucking animal on the planet. You know what I mean? We're not any smarter or any dumber. 
We're just R. And I think that's kind of what the movie is sort of saying. It's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? For sure. Yeah. It's not to say, oh, you shouldn't do something about it, but what are you going to do about it? Like, we all do our own thing. We're all different. And all the characters in this movie are very different. You know, they all have some part in their own, in the world to play, you know, and the ones you think are going to survive don't. We're all going to die. Doesn't matter. It's all going to end badly anyway. Remember? That was like the thing they kept saying over and over again. Right. This is going to end badly. What did you think (laughs) of the zombies in this movie? Like, Like, what did you like or dislike about them? There was nothing I really disliked about the zombies. I mean, they were all, the makeup was great the effects they use when they it was different what did you think of like i mean they use dust we can talk about it now right the dust was very uh, like at first i was like what the why what i don't know what the point was necessarily uh i'm sure there may be a jim jarmuschian way to think about it but i didn't really catch it that we're all dust in the wind yeah maybe (laughs) they did say something about dust didn't they in the movie? I can't remember. Oh now. yeah, at the very end, Tom Waits is talking about we're all just dust in the wind or something like that. Did he actually? He say said that? ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Okay, so that's maybe why they did it that way to mm-hmm. kind of like symbolize like we're born, we die, and that's it. Right. You know, like I said, there's loads of symbolism in this movie, but uh, not all of it's maybe smart. Or... Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Is it enjoyable? Yeah. Did I did I care that I spent what i didn't spend anything actually. yeah i bought you the you ticket. bought me the ticket yeah, it was 30, I spent... 30 dollars by the way for both of us was it yeah well it was expensive was it, I don't know was why. it worth 30 dollars I, I had fun i had fun hearing I you myself. laugh next to me was pretty cool i was like a little worried at first i was like oh god he probably hates it well a lot of people i think a lot of people found subtle things more funnier than i did oh and the people to your right huh the girl to your right oh my god <laughs> Dude. And it was at the Alamo, guys. Like, he heard some chick just like, oh, my God, that is so funny. I can't believe how funny it is. And she's talking. I was like, why didn't you put a card up? And he's like, I didn't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to be the dick. It's like, I'm going to go tell mommy. You fucking, you ruined it for me. Uh, I just wanted to enjoy the film, and I was just hoping that she would quiet down. And she kind of eventually did, but I still heard her whisper. But if you're out there and you're listening... And you go to the Alamo, especially, and you don't fuck, dude. It was, and you know who I'm talking about. You're wearing a green dress, and you had glasses on. (laughs) You really want to, like, get into it, huh? You're a real piece of work, lady. (laughs) In the Alamo, for those of you who don't know what that is, the Alamo Draft House is a cinema that has been notorious for kicking people out of the theater for going on their phone or talking during the movie. And everybody was doing I heard whispers all around. It wasn't just her. She heard mostly. But there was whispers everywhere, and I was just like, "Can't." There you? was a lot of laughing in the in the audience. No, there was, and like I said, some people found stuff funny that I didn't, or if I did find it funny, I didn't think it was laughing. Yeah, out it's loud, mo- like funny. I said, it's kind of like very awkward, situational, sort of dry humor. Right. Nothing that anybody said was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe," you know. It was more like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to explain right. it. Right. It like it was delivery and the timing. To some of these jokes, it really made me crack up. I loved, you know what I loved about this film is the whole, like, the, 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 the daytimes were longer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand, I don't know if I believe the, the, the fact that fracking caused the earth to go off its axis, because if it did, it would be so violent that we would have earthquakes everywhere. It wouldn't be so subtle as, as it was in this film. No. Uh, you know, like, if we have a polar shift, it's not going to just happen and then nobody knows about it. Like, it's going to be an earth event. 
You know what I mean? Like cities are going underwater. Others aren't, are not like, at least that's what they say. But still, I love that the longer day cycle, because in my mind, I'm thinking for people who may want to do a lot in a week, they always wish that they had more time in a week. Like for me, I'm always like, God, I wish like we had 36 hour day cycles. You know what I mean? Because I could get so much done and I would get enough sleep. I could work for 24 hours and get a fucking 12 hours of sleep and like nothing would be, everything would be perfect. Well, in this movie, they have literally fucking like 48 hours of fucking daylight and then fucking like one short night of regular night, which was a little awkward. Yeah. And every time it went to night, the moon glowed with this like purple charged up sort of Super Saiyan fucking like uh, Goku shit fucking around it. And then like zombies would come up out of the ground. Which I never explained, really. I just I liked I liked kind of the mystery in it. I I don't know if I'm like, you know, there's another movie that's out called um, uh, something schoolhouse rules. I can't remember. It's got fucking Simon Pegg in it. Okay. But they talk about fracking and like what it causes. Like fracking is like a big thing. To some people, they don't give a fuck about what fracking does. Others, they do. People in the middle are like, uh, that could be pushing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't really care. I just thought of it as a fun story. Whatever. Like whatever caused it, it was still cool. I was like, so. whatever, give me my fossil fuel. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> I like the little nods that they had to other stuff too. Like I'm fairly certain they had some other movie references that to maybe like his other films that maybe we didn't get. Like we got Adam Driver holding the fucking keys to, he gives the keys to Tilda Swinton. So apparently Jim Jarmusch actually, somebody was like telling him, no, don't put that in the movie. He was like, hold on, let me, let me make a call. I'll get back to you. He made a call and got the okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Called just, the like, old just like that, yeah. Got a call, made a call, made it happen. These, he must have connections. Like, he must know. Well, I mean, look at the, the brood of people that he fucking right. knows, right? You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was weird when I saw Iggy Pop's name pop up there. I was like... Oh, no, that's not weird at all. That's actually part of the you know, whole thing really yeah i think he was in one of those he was in one of the cigarettes and coffee coffee oh, okay. and cigarettes yeah that, I, I never watched that so. yeah you should watch those they're they, they they call them single shorts but they're all in there so okay that was hilarious too by the way just the car he was driving yeah like, that was just, just little subtle things like right. that right that's dry humor because it's funny seeing a fucking officer drive around in a what it's a smart car yeah like a mini Your one mini, of those little ones like little little yeah like, he was as big as a fucking car. And, it's, and, and it was, it's so funny, too, because at one point in time, he asks Clip, uh, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Officer Mindy, uh, he's like, so what do you think you're, you know, uh, what was the, what's the douchey car that everybody drives out in California? The oh, fucking- the... The electric car. The Prius. The Prius, yeah. yeah. He's like, what do you think of your Prius? And then you're like, you don't realize it yet because they haven't shown his car. But then you see him pull up to the crime scene where all these people, <laughs> like these two people died at the fucking scene. And he pulls up in this fucking like little tiny car. And it's just kind of comical that way. Right. Because like, I feel like he's making fun of both sides in the uh, political spectrum. And maybe it's not even political at all. It's just like, we're just silly humans. Right. You know? Uh, and even Mindy pulls up to that crime scene, by the way, and she's like, oh, my God. Wow. Linda really did a good job with the flowers out here. Really livens up the place. And they're all looking at her like, yeah, this is probably not the time to talk about flowers. There's two dead people in the diner. Oh, the animal d- bit. I mean, that went on for like how many oh, times? My, they yeah, that might have been a little too much, to yeah, be honest with I, you. I honestly thought that like twice or maybe three times was enough. Like, you know, yeah. Like, 
You know, like that's the, the rule of three. If you go past three, it's, it's it's overkill. I mean, if you really wanted to try to put a deeper spin on it, maybe he was talking about synchronicity. Maybe. And like, you know, at the end of the world, people have, uh, what are they called? Um, they say, and this is theorized, um, that. You're going to get all well, actually, I don't know. This, actually, huh? it's not even theorized. They actually have proven this. When mass death or events happen, people have uh, precognitive uh Deja vu. Deja vu, yeah. A lot of people have deja vu at that moment, and they were doing that in the movie a lot. So I wouldn't put it past him to say, oh, well, maybe they were repeating that joke because they were trying to make it, like, all familiar. But they kept saying, oh, my God, like, it's almost as if they were torn up by an an animal. animal Or or several. Or several animals. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, that's what I said. And then she says it. And then the newscaster says it. Yeah. That was the fourth one, because it was... What was it? Bill Murray said it, then the deputy said it, and then the other deputy said it, and then the newscaster said it. And I want to say it happened Actually, one it was more Hank, time. it was fucking Danny Glover, then it was Bill Murray, then it was Adam Driver, then it was Mindy, and then it was the newscaster. So within so that one fucking, scene alone, yeah. it happened four times. Five was, times. Well, no, just in that scene was four. And then right. later on, you hear the newscaster yeah. say it. When I heard it, I was like, okay, that's enough. Like... <laughs> like don't do it again. Uh, what else did you like? What other what other thing did you think about this? Like, what did you think about? Like, is there anything that stood out to you that you were like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what was really funny? Oh, really funny it was the very beginning when or, they when they go out to the woods to talk hermit to Bob, the hermit Bob. Yeah. Oh my God. And they're like, he's like, all right, just just calm down. Just we're gonna leave you. You know, you, you just calm down a little bit, all right? Yeah. And they start walking out, and he's just like, hey, Bill. Fuck you. <laughs> Cliff. Oh, Cliff. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. But yeah, that was, it, it tickled me. When he shot at Adam Driver over his head. Right. And like the funny thing is, is that Hermit Bob, the meek shall inherit the earth. And he like knows more about it. He was like, these mushrooms aren't supposed to be growing at this time. What's this all about? Wow, the moon's really fucked up. Like the whole time he's like unraveling the truth and just sort of watching the world destroy itself while he, he technically he's the smarter guy, right? Right. Like he doesn't involve himself in all this stupid shit. He's the hermit. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like him like watching society at a glance and being the smart one. It's like me just like looking at my window eating Taco Bell being like, you yeah, guys suck. I, and I don't know if that's Jim Jarmusch's way of saying, yeah, the world's kind of fucked up. I really don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in a way, I mean, that, you know, it may seem selfish to a lot of people these days, but it's getting so convoluted. I, I don't know, like, anymore. Right. Like, I don't know. How do you partake? Because even when you stand up for good things, people tear you apart. Exactly. And and all, and all even, even bad people are saying that they do good things. So, like, you don't know who to trust anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So it almost feels like you should just separate yourself from society because... I don't know these mean streets on the internet. <laughs> Another thing that really like made my side hurts, it, like it, it was a good belly laugh for me, was when uh, oh, what's his name, Adam Driver? Yeah, he takes a couple good whacks at that guy's head, and he's just like, it took him like four times to get through it, and he's like, you took a couple good cuts at that. Would you used to play baseball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was pretty great, <laughs> and he, and then that part where he's at the fucking hotel where he's cutting oh, yeah. he's cutting off the fucking heads of all the fucking uh, hipsters and everything like that, and then he's like holding Selena Gomez's head and he's like he's like hey and she's like they weren't even zombies and he was like yeah but it just you know could be just a matter of time <laughs> you know like he's just so amazingly cool about it right. Like, in the very beginning, also, when he gets shot at by Hermit Bob and they're driving back, he's all like, hey, so what do you think, you know? You think we're ever going to arrest that guy, 
since he's breaking the law all the time. I mean, he is breaking the law. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, probably the other funny part that I really liked was uh, when Hermit Bob is out in the woods and he's by Farmer Frank's farm. Yes. And then, like, he actually sees him gets actually taken out by the zombies and he's laughing about it while he's eating the chicken he was accused of stealing. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, this is good chicken. This is good chicken. (laughs) <laughs> well because everybody thinks he's a dick they don't even care about his politics by the way which, right which i thought was an interesting thing that they did in the movie is yeah. that it's like because jim or steve buscemi's character frank uh farmer frank is it farmer frank i i, th- I, I maybe farmer miller farmer miller okay whatever it might be frank miller which would be even more weird because isn't that the the comic book guy yeah Maybe he's making a, I don't, know, I don't remember. Like a nod. Anyway, but Farmer Miller, the funny thing is, is, it's, it, well, it's not funny. It's kind of jarring at first, but the way that everybody reacts to it is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're like thinking, you see Steve Buscemi sitting at a diner next to fucking Danny Hank, Glover, who is Danny Glover, who is obviously an African American guy, you know, uh, and they're just chopping it up. Like, it's no big deal. While they, he's wearing a hat that th- says, make America white again. Yeah, make America white again. And it's like, it's funny because they, like, what, it, Steve Buscemi says a joke. He says it's, uh. The co- about the coffee? Yeah, he's like, it's too white. No, 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 it, it was too black for my taste. Yeah, too black for my taste. <laughs> She's like, do you want that coffee to go? And he was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little too black for my taste. And Danny Glover looks over at him and he's like, it was too, the coffee was too black. It, it, yeah, it's too black. Right. And it's like, why are you even correcting yourself by wearing that hat? It's like, right. It's like he should be proud, right? Like, right. So it's like kind of weird. Like, like everybody just thinks he's a dick. They're not even like trying to say, oh, he dies because which he's- could be symbolism in itself. But he's actually trying to say something about America right there. You know what I mean? Right. Like. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to think too deep into it. Right. But... We're trying not to get too cerebral. But I just think it's kind of interesting how nobody really reacts to that. They all just, yeah. all you ever hear in the movie is, it's not what his political leadings are, but that he's just a dick. Yeah. And like, that's it. There's no like political ideology spewing out in this movie whatsoever. No. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's So there may be something there. I don't know. I don't right. want to overthink it, though. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you should try to get him on the cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's Steve see. Buscemi? Okay, yeah. Or no, Jim, not Steve. Yeah, you know. Jim Jarmusch. Jarmusch. I mean, I would love to have him on, of course. So now we're going to talk about one of the things that, that I really... Oh, and I also liked uh, Frodo's little spots. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He, he was the one that dropped all the horror knowledge in it. Caleb... Uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Right. Yeah, he dropped the some of the horror knowledge. And Selena Gomez was like, yeah, like you know a lot about films. You know, and they're all making fun of him. And then like RZA comes in before that and he was all like telling him, he's like, can you drop some knowledge on me? And what did he say? What was the thing that RZA said? He said, um, it's okay in the end. Everything's okay. Is It says something about be still and taking the beauty or something of the world something about that yeah right don't overthink it essentially right but he said something i can't remember what it was yeah i can't either dude it all works out something like that something like that like and enjoy the beauty around you yeah like riz is the like token like (laughs) like knowledge dropper or whatever yeah Which I thought, you know, for RZA being in a movie, like, he actually didn't do too bad there. You know what I mean? No. He's been in other stuff, but I don't know. It was kind of a nice little 
cameo, you know? But it's definitely one of those movies where people you expect to live don't live. You got to admit, like, Jim Jarmusch has uh, quite a uh, variety of friends. Mm. Of pretty cool people. Yeah. Uh, and regardless if you like his films, he obviously knows who's pretty fucking awesome for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. Or who's interesting. So whether you get along with him or like his films, regardless, you have to appreciate that, you know, he wanted to try. Yeah. Like he said in the movie, I tried. Because like, even Adam Driver and Bill Murray is like, I love the part where he's like, yeah, I already read the script. <laughs> And he was like, "Wait, you read the script?" And he was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "He only gave he only gave the parts that we were in. He only gave me my speaking parts." <laughs> He's like, "You read the whole thing?" He's like, "After I've everything I've done for that guy." <laughs> you think you know somebody? You think yeah? You think you know somebody? <laughs> and then and then all out of the blue, we have the fucking spaceship show up, right? And fucking Tilda Swinton goes floating up in the middle in the middle of all the zombies, and she just smiles. I really wanted to see some more samurai shit go off. Like, right. I was expecting a full on battle at that right. point in time, right? And she like what was the deal with her just killing the two zombies that were by her and then just walk through the rest of them like it ain't no thing. I think I think what, what she was saying is that I think what they were trying maybe what he was trying to say is is that, you know, they took curiosity in us, but they were like, Whatever, it's the same everywhere else. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're all kind of just stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what they were thinking, because she's the weird one. Right. Integrating into human nature. And she's really an alien because they kind of flash her face a little bit while she's getting sucked up. Yeah. So it's probably just like, because even was- Bill Murray's like, of course it is, or something <laughs> like that. What was the point? Say it again. What was the point for her to tell them to meet her in the graveyard? Maybe to let them know that the whole thing had happened. Because she was like, I'll stay here and take care of it. And then maybe we'll meet up at the graveyard later. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she's like typing on her, on the computer. Right. But first she did like the whole, like, I'm going to wave it on. Like she just like, did you notice that? Oh or yeah. She just, like, like she had powers or right. something. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah, I don't know. Good. I like this quirky film, man. Like no, I, don't I know. enjoyed it. No, dude. I definitely enjoyed myself. I don't know. I don't know why anybody was hating on it. Like I don't know why you there doesn't need to be hate. If you think it's average, that's fine. But anyway, so when Adam Driver, his character fucking uh what's his name? Oh, uh Ronnie. Ronnie. Officer Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. He goes Bill Murray's like, "So was that in the script?" He was like, "Nah." Not at all. <laughs> Must have added it afterwards, I guess. Right. He's like, so did you read the rest of the script anyway? And he's like, well, yeah. He's like, well, what what, what happens? He's like, well, I guess we give it our best, and then it doesn't end very well. And he's like, all right, let's go do it. <laughs> and they have this last little fight scene, and they get taken over, and then Tom Waits is in the bushes going, God damn, man, Cliff and Ronnie, what a bitter end for their their life. You know, but I guess that's just the way it is. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. They Oh, and they also, we forgot to mention, they have the scene with the zombies and the cell phones or whatever. Oh, yeah. Which is just, you know, typical right. fare for that kind of commentary for this movie anyway. So. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, yeah. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Siri. Yeah, yeah Siri. So do you have anything else to add to that? I mean, like, what else do we talk about? <laughs> Not much. The one thing I would like to say is just try not to take yourself so serious when you go watch this movie. Just let go. Sit back. Let let go of your normal conventions of like how movies should be. Right. And just watch a quirky film for the sake of a quirky film by a guy who just wanted to make a movie with his friends. 
That's and, what it seems like. And maybe try to think that he didn't make this film for you. He just well, maybe he did. Maybe he. I don't know. I can't speak for him. Neither can I. But I'm just saying, and not everything's for you. Just, just try to let go of your reservations and just go wrong for the ride. You know what I mean? Just enjoy it while it lasts. I don't know. I thought it was a fun film, guys, and I hope you enjoyed it too. I mean, do you really think it deserves to be a piece of shit like like some of the critics are saying? Like no. they they be giving it like some low scores. It's either you love it or you hate it. Right. And I totally get it. If it's not for you, I get it. But I think if you could just like kind of kick back, you know, I think I think some people think that the only reason people like it is because Jim Jarmusch is attached to it, to all the stars in the movie. But there's other movies that have like all star cast that suck. And right. typically they suck. I wouldn't be saying that it was like decent or good. You know, do you guys agree? Do you, I mean, would you give it like a five? Would you give it a four? Would you give it a one? I mean, if you are, you're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> you're fucking dead. <laughs> you're fucking dead to me. I got puppies in the bat that I busted the heads open with a baseball bat for saying one. Just one. They didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you ever bash a puppy's head in? Oh, it's exhilarating, let me tell you. <laughs> They're like, Jesus, this guy dark. <laughs> fucking dark. So, oh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I did too. I think I think it, I'm going to buy this for my collection. You definitely get in the Blu-ray. As soon as I can get it, I'll get it. And uh I mean I watch it right away. But it's just one of those movies I'm going to pop on and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, this is a good movie. And the special features alone, I, I would like to hear some oh, commentary. Yeah. And like how it came together. Because right. you know that this motherfucker, Jim Jarmusch, pulled some favors on this one. Oh, for sure. Because there is no way that anybody was fucking buying, paying for that whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't produced by him. It was produced by a bunch of other people. I didn't quite look into that, but I probably should have. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so do you think you're gonna come back next week you uh you want to try it again or we had yeah. fun yeah we got some sambuco yeah i'll be i'll be here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we're gonna do next week you hear that guys patrick's making a commitment to coming here next week and if i don't honor this commitment you're out you're out. out friendship over over He's going to come to my house and beat my cats. No, I, I really appreciate you filling in. This podcast means the world to me, and I appreciate having uh, having you on. Like You've helped me build this, and everybody's helped me build this. The ones that are listening right now, the ones who listen next week or a month from now, uh, Brittany, Mike, like everybody is. Right. It's my baby now, you know what I mean? Like, I, And I'm glad that I can have my friends be a part of it. For so. sure. That's why I wanted to start doing this. Yeah, just to dude. hang out and just have a couple laughs. It's and- fun, man. We had a blast today. We had so much fun. We haven't had this much fun in a while. We For always, me. Every time we do this show, I can't remember, like I said, any times where I've been walked out of here and been like, that was shit. There was a couple of times we Maybe had. sometimes with... Where we'll, you were, we'll I think it was when you were trying to rush out of here, but those were the only times. That yeah, we were, there was maybe like three times on the whole year that I did this show. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, dude. But most times... this. Let's just. I done fucked it up, huh? Oh, you fucked it up. 
<laughs> anyway, guys, what I guess what I'm trying to say is thanks for coming by. I really appreciate you guys always coming by every week to listen to something new. I try to mix it up for you guys. Um, I hope you see that um, you know I'm passionate about this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. It means a lot to me that you guys listen. So if you got a friend or have some means of reaching more people that are like you, then let them know because that really does go help us continue to do what we do and continue to to put out content because I'm going to do it anyway but it certainly wouldn't be too bad to have some more friends along for the ride so right. let's go on a motherfucking adventure through fucking Night of the Living Dead together and point out all the funny stuff and make fun of it just like Jim Jarmusch and his buddies with Bill Murray <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying but yeah thanks for coming by this week thanks Patrick I'm glad to be here and uh, we'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode of Beyond the Void <laughs>